men stood by them in dazzling apparel. Dazzling apparel. Wouldn't you like to be described that way? Apparel is dazzling. And as they were frightened and bowed in their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he is, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day? Rise. It's the same story. He ain't blank. He ain't here. He is. He is risen. Blank for yourself. Does it say see for yourself? Uh, I don't want to say that, does it? But it says, didn't he, don't you remember him telling you that? He told you. You already know this. If you remember, he told you this was going to happen. On the third day, he was going to rise. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4, if I have not said this a thousand times in this room, today is a thousand one. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. This is the Gospel. If you use the Bible, highlight it, mark it. That's the Gospel. If you ever wonder what it is, it's that. It's got three key elements. Jesus Christ blank, died. Jesus Christ blank was buried. And Jesus Christ blank was risen. He was raised. Yeah. So he died. He was buried. And he raised. Don't forget the buried part. That seems like a very simple thing and there's not a whole lot on it. But there's that's a big thing. Especially when we talk about baptism. Baptism is, is equivalent to that burying. Putting away the Ending the old covenant, starting the new. The old life to the new life. The burial is, is part of that. So, so there's your gospel. Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again. Evangelism is sharing the victory message. If you wanted to do a word study on that, that's really you can see an angel right in the middle of it. It's sharing the victory message, and that's where it came from. People coming from a battle saying, we won. We won, we won. This is it. So evangelism... Jesus Christ defeated what? What did he defeat and we can do? Death? Sin? Both? Yeah. Death really, penalty, you know, the wages of sin are death. So death is what he defeated. So that's the key. That's the victory that's, that's there. That's the good news in the message. Matthew 28, 7 through 8. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he had risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There, there you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. So the angel, or angel in this case, is telling the women, go quickly, tell the disciples. He has risen from the dead. Go tell those guys. They haven't been here yet. You're first. But go tell them. He's risen. Um, what else did the angels promise? He, he sends them out with a promise, and you're going to see them. It's a little strange, wouldn't it? it one thing to show up and the tomb's open, and he ain't there, and now they tell you, go tell the disciples, go tell the eleven, which are still called the twelve, even though they're eleven. Um, but you're going to see them. Really? He told you, and you know that's the part of the risen. 
He defeated death. Mark 16, 7 through 8. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The angels told them to do what? To tell the disciples. Evangelize. Tell the victory message. He is risen. You're going to see him. Tell them they will see him. Luke 24, 8 through 11, they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven. They remember Jesus' words. They told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. That was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them an idle tale. They did not believe them. So what did the women tell the disciples? He's risen. He ain't here. He ain't there. How was it received? Skepticism. Skepticism. That's that's that might even a yeah, skepticism. Even they laughed, they laughed at him. Yeah, I mean skepticism is 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 true. Yeah, it's I, no. I don't crazy women. This early in the morning. <laughs> Mary, yeah, Mary was now the mother of John. Don't laugh at your mom. No, no, we, we know better than that. We, we know better than that. My mom says sometimes, she goes, I don't know how you get away with this. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, there's little stuff. I, I work with mom and dad, so I see them all, all day long, and it's like sometimes there's little stuff, and it's like I could pick on them about it and just laugh about it. And, and, and I'll get away with it, but, you know, and they know I love them, so. Um, yeah, it's an idle tale. We saw Bigfoot and three UFOs and the 96, and we ate the 96-ounce steak at the Western Sizzling. So, you know, it's an idle tale. So why didn't they believe them? The women, did they believe it? They believe it. They talked to the angel. They sank the message. They run back. The women believe it. The disciples Spent three years with Jesus, heard everything he said, saw all the healing, saw all the miracles. Nah. Yeah. Thomas is one of them. Not, not till I touch him. Not, not till I touch the wounds where I believe this is true. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is 11 doubters, not just one guy. Nah. Nah. Didn't believe him. Luke 24, verse 12, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb. All of a sudden it hit him. What am I doubting? I think we were ready for this, weren't we? We've been waiting for this for 400 years. Maybe this is it. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. I kind of think that's like when somebody says something, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Check. Peter's like, what? Wait a minute. Really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, maybe so. So, yeah, he's got his little diary. He pulls out and he goes, um, maybe so. He jumps up and runs. He runs to the tomb. I mean, it's not just like, eh, I'll get there when I get there. He runs to the tomb. He stoops, looks in, sees the burial cloth. This is he just goes home marveling at what happened. Wow, that was cool. If only I had Facebook to post this, put a picture on Insta to it. 
You know, if that's all you had was that line, it still doesn't seem like it impressed them much, does it? This is the abbreviated version of John 20, and John 20's got more details. Uh, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early. While it was still dark and solid, the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to, went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Who she share her account with? Her eyewitness account? Peter and John. John, the disciple whom he loved. How accurate was her account? They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. I think you're right. I think she didn't get it from the angels or mixed it up a little bit maybe. Who's the they? Um, like you say, It wasn't quite the mess. This is Mary Magdalene's version rather than the God's version. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think so. Yeah. Sure. He expected that. It was expected. Yeah, it was expected. The Old Testament, the prophecies and stuff are there. They've been studying those for 400 years. Well, I mean, it's been 400 years since anything was new. They've been expecting them. They've been expecting this. And they know that that's, like you say, a conspiracy that's going to happen. It's interesting that they didn't believe anything else but that Yeah. No, we don't believe anything else but... Yeah, we'd believe this. You're right. It's weird. It's, it's really weird in hindsight. Verse 3, John 20, verse 3 to 5. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they went, were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter, reached the tomb first. Stopping, stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. So John and Peter both got up and ran. Who got there first? John's faster. How come? John's a lot younger than Paul in all likelihood. So, for one thing. But, yeah. Yeah, John's a lot faster than Peter. John's a better runner. Peter's a better talker. I like that. For fishermen, they're doing pretty good either way. Uh, what did John see? He sees a lot of linen cloths lying there. Why didn't he go inside? In John 19.40, it says, So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the burial custom of the Jews. I read this this morning, and I think, I don't know, for some reason I think I got a better enlightenment of what I'm seeing, which is, it's a good thing. They bound him. They wrapped him with these bandages, basically. Okay? If you were wrapped up in bandages, taken hostage, for instance, and you woke up, how would you get out of those bandages? What would they look like? Ripped, shredded. Right? Exactly. You'd be pulling it off your face. My wife's Camille's claustrophobic. First thing she'd be doing is pulling this off. It'd be shredded. Right? It says they're lying there. He's come up through these clothes. He's come, I mean, these cloths, these bandages. He's come through them. He hasn't ripped them and shredded them. He's come through them. 
And they're not neatly folded like he took them off, put them there so that they're, you know, maybe they're not so dirty I can wear them tomorrow. They're just like he was in them still, but he's gone. The face cloth is folded, and that's the next verse right here. And Peter, then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there and a face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. So, yeah, it would have been one around his head. It was folded on a different place, but the other stuff seems to be still just laying there. And I, I think I've heard that it's all neatly folded, but I don't. It's not really what it says. This is. Did it? No, you're right. It said that when they buried him, but it doesn't say anything about the spices. So, like he. The mechanics of. Yeah, he just got out. And, and I think, but I think that's part of it. He didn't walk away. He wasn't taken away. If somebody unwrapped him, or been shredded or unwrapped, and this is kind of just like the right vaporized, melted. You know, that's not really what happened. But I mean, yeah, he's not. He ain't here. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and he believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. What did John believe? Said he believed. What did he believe? Christ had risen from the dead. That's what he believed. If they didn't believe that, what would they have done? Been looking for him, right? Who stole the body? Let's start our own manhunt. The Romans are looking for who stole it. We're going to look too. You know, we're going to put signs up. Missing friend. You know, call this number. They didn't look for him. They didn't go out looking for him. Peter and John seem at peace with this. Uh, so they go back to their homes. It changes the rest of their lives. The rest of their lives, they will be evangelists. They will be telling the story. That he uh, defeated death. That he was risen. That's the message. What they saw right there, in their minds, their eyewitnesses that he has risen, and they'll take that to rest in their lives. So that's where I'm at, Chuck. So next week, you get to see the risen Jesus. The risen Jesus is probably my favorite part of the Gospels, of the Jesus, is that 40 days when he's around. I like the one where he's walking with the two guys. Walking. Yeah. He walks out, uh, and he does what I would have done. It, if, if I could come back from the dead, meet me for breakfast. Okay? I'll tell you. If I die and you... Waffle House. Waffle House. That's right. <laughs> I'll be at the Waffle House. All right. Well, thank you all. Appreciate it. And I did see Matt, so uh, hopefully Matt's in good shape to preach today. So thank you all this morning.